Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Party time! Excellent! Everybody and welcome back to another week of Distorted Nation. And today I'm joined by Pinky and producer Jade, and they are doing sign language across the table with one finger. Yes. Wait, what's up with that? It uh, means cactus. Now, now, ladies, get along. We'll try. Also, I have to put you in separate corners and in a dunce hat, and and it's. I don't want to have to send a letter home to your mothers. Uh, she started it. Whatever. <laughs> So, welcome back to Distorted Nation. How are you guys doing? Great. What about yourself? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, just to let you know, in case you know, we go out here in the studio. You know, we have precautions set up. I have candles already pre-burning. I know you probably came in to the studio and thought it was going to be a candlelit show tonight. You know, setting the <laughs> mood that you know I was going to have a violinist come in and everything. But no, that's just precaution in case the uh, Power goes out, out. and uh, I have flashlights, and and I have an external uh, phone charger, too, that's already charged, so we'll, we'll survive the storm, okay? Okay. Um, what what happens? Do you have food? Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, I have food. There's actually popcorn on the table if anyone wants some. That's awesome. Mm. Then I'm okay if the power goes out as long as I have food. All right. <laughs> I'm glad you have candles because I'm deathly afraid of the dark. So good to know. <laughs> so you guys been up to anything? You guys hanging out, doing anything fun this weekend? Not much. Just hanging out, chilling. Yeah. I, try yeah. Well, I was trying to prepare for the storm this weekend. Trying to like get this. This thing's riding all the way through until like Monday. That's crazy. And, and it's been windy. It's been rainy. It's it's been hectic. The this wind was blowing me all over the freeway like crazy. I thought I was going to freaking crash almost a couple times because it was so strong. It's supposed to be like 60 mile an hour winds, I think, isn't it? I just hope the palm tree in my backyard stays erect and where it's at and, and just not fall down and, and crash through my house. I think you should be safe on that. I don't know, man. Looking at it, it's like bending and, and it's just like, okay, I know it's a palm tree that's supposed to withstand hurricanes and stuff, but I, I just don't know. It, it always creeps me out because sometimes it just goes a little bit further than it should when it's like <laughs> swaying back and forth. And I'm just like, I don't think you've ever swayed that far before. Yeah, it probably does. It gets a little bit more bendable, like on the cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, no, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I actually went out and last Saturday I went and saw – uh, Dorothy. Nice. How was no, that? No, last Sunday. Sorry. Sunday, I saw Dorothy at uh, Harlow's. How was that? She rocked, and she was extremely hot. Nice, nice. And, and put on a great show, and the band that actually opened up for her was um, the Georgia... Was it Georgia Flood? And they were pretty good. Nice, nice. Was it a packed show? 
Um, actually, there was a good crowd there. It, I wouldn't say it was sold out or anything, but it was pretty. It was pretty packed. Nice. I don't think I've ever really heard ben, her too ben much of her. Of Dorothy? Yeah. Uh, we'll actually be playing some tonight. Uh, like third song in, we're going to be playing Dorothy's new single out, uh, Dark Nights. Uh, we actually played uh, her other single that came out, uh, Raising Hell. Okay. So, yeah, we played it before. Nice. But, now she she's pretty, I, I like her. I like her. She has kind of like a southern like a southern accent undertone in her music and some of the songs and she she's just fun nice nice i'll have to check her out more in depth for sure so can you talk about what you were talking about can can we give a little the the Valentine's ad campaign Day? hasn't been well, released yet but um, can, can i mean it's happening for sure yeah. I mean, can you give a little, can can we at least say, hey, this is coming to you soon for Valentine's Day or no? We are Is this totally preparing just a something. Straight we are preparing something wonderful in the terror, in the terror um, community, community. Yes. That um, everyone will be excited for. But if, if, if they liked the uh, the Halloween, the ultimate terror. Screen Park, yes. But um, I'm really excited to be a part of that, and you guys will be hearing about it real soon, as soon as we release it out. Right on. Um, I wanted to touch a few things real quick. That uh, We do have a new texting line. I remember last week I said I would set up a new texting line. So if you want to write into the show and text us, uh, you know, whether you want us to play a song or say, hey, no, that's – you know, two plus two doesn't equal four. It equals five because of all that <laughs> common core crap. Okay. Uh, you can text us at 916-877-8938. Nice. That'll that be is our new Distorted Nation texting number. And, yeah, give us a text and let us know what you guys want to hear. 916-877-8938. Um, another thing that's going on throughout this show we're actually going to be filling out, because I have you guys here. I was seeing if we can multitask. Filling out some of the uh, Valentine's Day cards. We have, like, I don't know what, six boxes on the t on the table here. Um, Distorted Nation has actually accumulated just about or going to be over a 1,000 uh, Valentine's Day cards for the Fox 40s cards, cards for kids. Cards for kids, yeah. That's awesome. That's They're going to be excited. With friends of the show and people that I've posted on Facebook and everything, um, we've actually accumulated quite a few cards for the little chillins. That's nice. They're going to be so excited to be able to get those on Valentine's Day. Some of them actually have like little stickers and tattoos that come with those things. It's like... <laughs> I don't remember them coming with, like, other things. I just remember them coming with the little envelopes. I can say they're definitely cheaper now. You know, um, you shouldn't have told me that because now um, I'm going to be walking out of here with, like, tattoos of Dory all over my head. Or, <laughs> like, <laughs> I get curious sometimes. I might want to use some of the tattoos or stickers. Well, that's okay. You can take one of the little st stickers or tattoos. Just remember, little Sally in the Shriners Hospital doesn't get her sticker because you had to take it. Oh, man. Okay, maybe I won't. <laughs> maybe just oh. one in the middle of producer Jade's forehead. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm offended. So, but yeah, no, the the campaign for that is pretty good. You know, we, we've been 
accumulating them throughout the last couple days throughout the week and uh we're going to be able to collect a few more for the next week and then uh i'm going to take them all down and uh you know turn them in to the shiner's hospital no um actually the drop-offs they have the fox 40 drop-offs at a couple spots or whatever so wherever they said they were i believe it was a kid's dentist you can look it up at um fox Fox 40 40. cards for kids okay um but uh, yeah, no, it's it's going pretty good. I'm having fun filling them out. I won't lie. I kind of <laughs> filled out some of them like, you know, uh, like the Ninja Turtle one. I wrote like from Leonardo, from oh, that's, Michelangelo. That's cool. <laughs> you know, not just from Distorted Nation. Like, I wrote, you know, some are from C-Core, but some of them are from like, you know, isn't one of the minions named Bob? Isn't there a Bob? I have no yeah. idea. And so I, I rewrote on the minions from Bob. And I think there's a Kevin. <laughs> and so uh, we put a Kevin on there. Nice, so. nice. And Superman? Yes, I'm actually signing a couple of those from Clark Kent. Nice. What about the Power Rangers? Uh, I The brand of the Power Ranger ones, I don't know any of those. So Pink Ranger, Yellow Ranger. <laughs> I, I guess, yeah, I just put it that way. I mean, it would be cool if it was the original Power Ranger cards because I'd probably keep them for myself. Cause <laughs> yeah. Collectibles. <laughs> Signed from Jason David Frank, the yes. Green Ranger, the my White Ranger, the best Ranger ever. My brother actually met him down at what was it, Comic Con or BlizzCon or something like that. He got his picture with him, and he was like glowing, and it was like the Green Ranger in all of his glory, and he was just like dun dun dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> and like everything exuding off of him, like I am the White Ranger, I am the Green Ranger, ultimate awesomeness. Yeah. So no, the other only other thing I've been doing is I've been watching uh, the series of unfortunate events on Netflix. I love the movie, but I've never like read the books or seen the Netflix. show. The show is actually really good, and I really like um, Neil Patrick Harris as Count Olaf uh, compared to Jim Carrey. Really, like <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris, I think has more, I don't know, more realism to the character. Like Jim Carrey, you know, Jim Carrey's. Jim Carrey, you know, he, he brings his wackiness and, and like, you know, over eccentric stuff to it. I think the way Neil Patrick Harris portrays him is really good. And that it's narrated by Patrick Waterburn. It, it, oh, the tick, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or, you know, he was Pow! Men in Black. Yeah, or um, <laughs> Step Brothers. Um, he, he's the narrator. And it's, to me, it's a really good show. I like it. I'm like on episode five out of the eight. Oh, okay. That's cool. Each, each uh, episode. There's eight episodes. Each episode's an hour, and I think it's every two episodes is one of the books. So it's four books out of the series in, and, in okay. the first season that they released. Nice, nice. Which, if I remember straight, the movie only stopped after like the fourth book. So this is actually going to go past extension that we and, have. And we don't know about in the story than just what the movie did. Okay, cool. I'll have to try and check that out. And I like the fact because. Neil Patrick Harris, you know, he, he's a singer, like he does Broadway and stuff. Uh, he sings the opening song and he like sings in the show and he's a producer of the show. So is it a musical? No, there's just, he does sing. There's certain parts, parts in there where he, he does, but it's not too much. Huh. Yes. My daughter, one of her favorite movies when she was younger was a series of unfortunate events and we used to watch it all the time. But like I said, I've never read any of the books. I need to check that out. 
I've read part of one of the books. It seemed pretty good. Nice. <laughs> Anyways, so let's see. What's been going on out there? What's been going on in the real world? We do have naked news, you know. Yes, yes, I know. <laughs> uh, I actually, with all the recordings, um, I'll later tomorrow I should be able to show you what I have done with the other cur- uh, things pre-production things that we've been pre-recording and stuff um for the naked news intro it'll be up for sure by next week word (laughs) so i can't believe i keep finding naked stories i i I don't a lot of people must like to get naked i guess so but not in the winter you wouldn't think so but you know well that's what the polar bears are for the polar bear club (laughs) i mean Oh, before I go uh, into the stories real quick, there is one thing I do want to kind of, like, gripe on uh, is I hate Apple. I hate iTunes. I really do. Why? Because I have an iPod Touch, and it's, like, an older one. I think it's, like, an iPod Touch 4 or something. And so I go to update it, and it updates to, like, version 6 point whatever. But I go to download new apps. It says I need version 8 point whatever. And it won't let me get download the version 8. Why is so that? So it like makes it obsolete for the apps that I want to download. I don't know anything about Apple really. I mean, I I don't have an iPhone. I don't know. I think my my iPods are in storage and I never I'm the one that puts the music on it, so I really am not familiar with the iTunes that much. All I know is that I did find the semi way around it uh when I plugged it into my iTunes on my Laffy Toppy that uh Luckily, some of the apps that I wanted to get, again, because I restarted my iPod, um, that I had them on there before, so they were saved in there, so it allowed me to put them back on there, restore them on there. Oh, that's cool. So I was able to get those on there, but any of the new ones I want, I can't get. If anyone out there, hey, here's a good idea. Let's text Text. into the show, (laughs) 916-877-8938, and let me know how the heck do I get... The new version of iTunes ver- uh, update 8 point whatever or able to download new apps on my old iPod with only version 6. That is an awesome way to have some pe- people text in about that. It's awesome. Oh, and another thing that I'll have next week for sure is the um, they have passed segment intro. Okay. Because... Uh, I'm actually going to be playing it here in a second, but there is one death that has happened this year already, this last week, that I wanted to talk about. Jimmy Superfly Snooka. If anyone ever watched the WWF, yeah. the original wrestling, world of wrestling, Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy Superfly Snooka, famous for jumping off the high ropes and, and flying across the ring and landing on his opponents, he passed away at 73. Wow, that's sad. And his daughter, Tamina, is still in wrestling today. She is part of the World Wrestling Federation Diva. Well, um, my condolences go out to his family. I used to be a huge WWF fan, and me and my dad, that was our thing when I was like little, 10, 11. I had a subscription to WWF Magazine. I had the trading cards. Did you really? And we used to go to all the matches whenever they would come to town. And actually, one time, 
um, me and my dad actually got to, we snuck backstage past the security and we were hanging out with the Bushwhackers and, and then the security found us and kicked us out. But we were like hanging out and I got some autographs before they did that. So that was pretty cool. That is awesome. I know, right? That was like our thing. WWF, that's me and my dad used to do that all the time and it was so much fun. And I, I thought Bret Hart was so hot and I... When he went by it one time, I like touched him and I was like, I touched his sweat. I'm never going to wash my hand again. <laughs> I was like 11. One of those fangirl moments. Yeah, it was great. No, uh, I never actually got to go to a wrestling event until I was in high school. So oh. at that point, it was like the SmackDown and Raw, Raw going on. Um, it was like Sting and. No, it was. Uh, it was Undertaker and Undertaker. and The Rock was still popular at the time. It was like that's when The Rock was really popular before he became a movie actor. Yeah. Before The Rock became Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. I was there. I was I actually got to see um Andre the Giant, Hulk Hogan, Rowdy Rod Roddy Piper, Jake the Snake, Roberts, like I saw all those guys and Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Bushwhackers and See, I, I would love to have seen be able to seen the original greats, you know, but no, nah, I couldn't. Randy Macho Man Savage was my favorite, and then um also like uh, the Ultimate Warrior, all those guys. Snap into a Slim Jim. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah, brother. Brother. <laughs> no, Macho Man Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan to this day. Well, Macho Man can't because he's passed. God rest his soul. But. Hulk Hogan and him were the only two people that I have ever said that could ever pull a man that could pull off a fanny pack. Because if you ever said anything otherwise, I would love to see you say it to their face. I know, right? <laughs> it's like they would just look at you and pop your head like a zit. I know. And uh, actually, Lil Wayne is trying to bring it back. I seen one of his videos and he had a green one and he was skateboarding. And I was like, is he bringing the fanny pack back? But I don't think. Hey, I would on. totally love to rock a fanny pack. But I just know I'm not I'm not like, you know. Malibu Beach cut for it. <laughs> That's the only way you could wear a fanny pack is if you're like ripped like a wrestler. Like Muscle Beach type stuff. <laughs> but, you know, speaking of some nostalgia and old school and dating ourselves and and making us sound old. <laughs> did you hear of another another uh, death that's coming in May? Another death that's coming in May. The death of the circus. Oh, yeah, I did hear a little bit about that. That's so sad. Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey is set to close after 146 years of performances. Like, they um, are letting the curtain fall on the greatest show on earth is what, you know, they've been deemed and named. They told the Associated Press that the show will close forever in May. The iconic American spectacle was felled by a variety of factors. Many executives say the declining attendance combined with the high operating costs along with the changing of the public taste and prolonged battles with animal rights groups all contributed to its demise. I think those animals probably were treated better than the human actors in well, the circus. That's actually what it says here that uh, in May of last year, so it's actually... All right, but we'll talk more about that when we come back. we got to jump into some music, and uh, real quick, I need to introduce this band. They are actually – have you ever heard of Heaven's Basement? They had that song, The Lights Go Out in London. They were actually really popular within the last couple years. Um, I've heard of them a little. Yeah, well, they actually kicked out their last singer, Aaron uh, B. 
Buchanan, and they have a new singer now called uh, his name is Tom Harris, and they changed their name, and the new name is called The Cruel Knives. Nice, nice. The Cruel Knives, and they have a new track called The World We Were Sold, and we're gonna play that for you right now on Distorted Nation on ninety six point five FM. <laughs> All right, and that was Dorothy with Dark Nights. I like that song. And it's called The Dark Nights, but it has nothing to do with Batman. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, so back to what we were talking about. We were talking about Ringling Brothers, Barlow and Bailey, and that they're closing. And uh, actually, in May of 2016, after a long and costly legal battle, um, the company removed the elephants from the shows and sent the animals to a li- to live on a conservation uh, farm in Central Florida. The animals had been the symbol of the circus since Barnum brought an Asian elephant named Jumbo to America in 1882. That's right. 1882. That's how long Barnum and Bailey's circus has been going. Since the 1800s. I wonder if it was related to Dumbo. Dumbo and Jumbo, <laughs> distant cousins. Uh, in 2014, Feld Entertainment won a $25.2 million in settlement from groups including the Human Society of the United States, ending a 14-year fight over allegations that the circus employees mistreated the elephants. So because of like PETA and all these... Animal rights activists. <laughs> Jack rabbits. Uh, they, you know, they were accusing them of being harm, hurtful and harming the animals and everything. But, you know, they actually treated the animals really well. Yeah, obviously there was no validity to that because they lost and I'm sure they probably investigated it thoroughly. Um, animal, animal neglect and abuse is a huge thing these days, so... I mean, and these performers, I mean, they're they're trained animals, trained animals, and I'm sure they, you know, they get fed well and they get, you know, treated right and made sure that they're in top notch shape, you know. Exactly. They, if they're not performing, then they're not making money on on the show, so they're going to treat the animals right. They're like well oiled machine race cars, except for circus animals. Animals. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the iconic um, Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey. You know, they. I got to go when I was a kid, and I'm I'm stoked that I got to see them. I mean, they've been touring in, like, mainly by train and, and going across the nation from coast to coast for 146 years that's of performances. so long. And, and for them, to, that's like an end of a legacy, really, because, like, if I ever have grandchildren, they'll be like, who's Barnum and Bailey? Like, what's a circus? That's not okay, because... I think that uh, it's really neat for for children to be able to go see. Yeah, all I mean, the all the movies that have to do with like circuses or carnivals and stuff like that. Like, no kids these days are going to know what a circus is because there's not going to be any coming to town. And if they want to see the same animals, they can see them at the zoo. But it's not like they're doing the cool tricks or anything like that. So that that's really sad. Yeah. So um, Kenneth Feel Feld. Uh, the chairman and CEO of Feld Entertainment announced this difficult decision and states that the Ringling Brothers has two touring circuses this season and will perform 30 shows between now and May, 
Major stops include Atlanta, Washington, Philadelphia, Boston, and Brooklyn. The final shows will be in Providence, Rhode Island on May 7th and in Uniondale, New York at the Nasu County Coliseum on May 21st. So only the East Coast, you lucky jerks, get to see the last shows of Ringling Brothers, Barnum & Bailey. Uh, how come they're not coming to the West Coast at all, I wonder? Because they probably don't have time. Oh, that's sad. So, yeah. That will be like any kind of souvenirs or anything people get. That Actually, will be like like collectible, like worth a lot of money one day. I'm going to go on eBay right now and buy up a few things. <laughs> Not to mention I have a hat, uh, like baseball type pennant, and I had something else from when I went to the circus when I was a kid. I actually picked up a couple souvenirs, so who knows? Hopefully they will be worth money. Yeah, I think I have some stuff too. So I think it's just sad that no more circuses. Yeah, that that is very sad. Thanks a lot, PETA. Damn you, animal rights activists. Yeah, like I said, I, I think that they probably are better well taken care of than, than the people that work the show, I'm sure. I'm sure the elephants were a lot better taken care of than this sad pit bull named Baby Girl. Aww. A Florida man arrested for having sex with a pit bull. Who does that? Um, well, a Florida man. Because <laughs> everything happens in Florida. Bradley Jean Hubbard uh, was arrested earlier this week in Pensacola News Journal reports that the a family member had called deputies to report sexual abuse of baby girl, the family's pit bull. The unnamed family member, according to the paper, could not take it anymore after seeing Hubbard take the dog into his room to have sex with it. She reportedly told deputies the abuse had been happening for more than a hundred times in the last three years. Why didn't she report it earlier? See, to me, I think that she should have, like, you know, been slapped with, like, something because she knew about it for three years and didn't, you know, Accessory call anybody. after the fact. <laughs> I mean, really, that's that's disgusting. And that, Investigators oh. uh, took baby girl to a veterinarian and determined that the dog's genitals showed signs of abuse. Aww. That's horrible. Uh, Hubbard, who is 23, now faces charges of endangering and or engaging engaging in sexual acts with an animal and causing the pain and suffering or death of an animal since he was released on a $15,000 bond. Oh my goodness. That just sickens me. It really does sickens me. So, yeah, he's a sick twisted I mean, what, could he really not get a girl like that much that he had to go and do things with his dog? Are you serious There's right now? There's just some sick, twisted people out there. Ugh. I mean, PETA should be like all over that dude, not Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey. Exactly. What They're barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> or the wrong elephant. Or whatever. <laughs> so um, we have a story here about you two. To me, if like it says what I think it says for what it's stating, it's great news. <laughs> okay. After these jerk holes like totally like tried to rig the uh the iTunes like, you know, cuz you know like for every okay. download 
one unit equal like for every download like 200,000 units equals one album sell or whatever on iTunes. So when they did that whole jinx and hijacked everyone's iPod or iPhone and made them download their song cuz it was like 2 years ago at New Year's or whatever whenever it hap- the new update happened it was automatically put onto your phone. So Are they you like serious? rigged their counts on like sales that way. Wow. Yeah. By giving everyone the free album with Apple. That's... Uh. So, after this crap, I'm glad that... I'm hoping this is what it means. Go on. <laughs> U2 announces strike to protest Trump. Bono and his band U2 to the continuing... Um, it's Bono. Oh, Bono. Sorry. Add Bono and his band U2 to the continuing pile up pile on of artists boycotting the Trump presidency. As if any Trump supporters give a damn, Bono decided to use Trump as a marketing tool. Of course, we know Bono has always been brilliant at promoting AIDS and sunglasses. He's really lifted his game using a divided country fighting with a new president to sell his band's record. On a good note, the record most likely is better than 99% of the crap on the market today. That's from the people who wrote it from the uh the patriotfires.com is where this article comes from that's what they're stating but in this what they're saying is that they have a new record but they're not going to release it because because they're on strike because they're on strike because of trump so my guess is that they're just using it as a marketing ploy that they'll like keep you waiting for it and then finally release it or something and like it'll be so like sought after because it's been waiting for so long but to me i'm just like as long as you're quiet and out of the way i am happy bye bye bono (laughs) toodles it it says but but if he doesn't like the united states anymore then i say don't let the hit the door hit your irish butt on the way out exactly are they even uh are do they have a visa to work here or yeah i'm sure they do i mean they're a touring national like world we act you know but i I just don't understand why they should have um go on strike because of america's president when they are not even from this country i don't know i mean according to the rolling stone um speaking to rolling stone the guitarist the edge uh said that u2 has canceled the release of the completed album and will take some breathing space because of trump's uh inauguration of becoming president and would they did, were they even like allowed to vote i mean you know what i mean i i don't i just don't get it how they can be so off off about um about our president when they're just obviously using it as a marketing ploy in the first place to sell more albums for themselves well the album actually was finished uh towards the end of 2016 um but now their whole oh we're not going to release it because of Trump and everything. So I'm just like, well, that's awesome. Oh. As it, if if anyone complains about Trump, there's one great thing about Trump becoming president. No you two for this year. Holler. And hopefully for the next 4. There was a whole huge list of people that were like, we're going to move out of the United States if he's elected, but I see all those people still here, so don't let the door hit you on the way out. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's how I feel about it. But anyways, speaking of <laughs> don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you, um, we have naked news here. <laughs> we have Nicholas Olson 
made sexual advances to female officer while naked. I don't know how I keep coming up with all these stories, but it's funny to me. I don't know. I, I said, do you think you can find a couple naked stories every show? And so far, this is third one in. <laughs> we were just waiting for the right person to come along, and Nicholas Olson definitely, definitely fits the bill. Olson is accused of making verbal sexual advances to a female police officer, actions that definitely stood out, as it were, since at the time, the only thing he wore was a pair of iPod headphones. The story comes from the uh, a- from Aspen, which has been tracking Olson's shenanigans for quite some time now. In 2015, he became acquainted with members of the a- Aspen police after being found sleeping in the stairwell of a Tony restaurant, Casa Tuna. Then last July, they found him dancing in the middle of Castle Creek Road, allegedly under the influence of meth, and he was arrested for possessing the follow uh possessing it the final the following month but on sunday september 11th police say he took things to the next level at six at 6 15 p.m that evening officers were called to the spectacular limelight hotel on a report that olsen was passed out on the establishment establishment's front lawn he was gone by the time they arrived however the they managed to track him down a couple blocks away at which point he asked a sergeant on the scene for some meth, that was pretty standard behavior for Olson. So the cops sent him on his way, but they had to take action just under two hours later when they spotted him near the intersection of South Monarch Street and Hopkins Avenue. The reason was as plain as the penis on Olson's body, <laughs> which it was in view because he ditched the clothes reportedly in order to feel free as he listened to his iPod. <laughs> Free bird. <laughs> I'm thinking this guy might have a little bit of um, maybe meth-induced psychosis or He's mental just issues. He's on a good one. Yeah, for sure. Oh, my gosh. And um, he maybe he thinks the cops are his friends. Well. Because he keeps coming in. Co- like, he's going to just. Well, he, he, he's just one of the. He's like freaking. Uh, what's the dude in Andy Griffith? The one that's always just like. In jail, Aww. he just walks in. He's like, "Hey, Andy. In. He just locks himself <laughs> in, shuts the shuts the cell door, and he's like, "I'll be here for the next couple of days" because he's always drunk, and that's why he keeps going in there because it's drunk in public and everything. Was it, wasn't it Otis? Was it Otis? Yeah, I think, I think so. it was Otis. I think so. That's so funny. You had another one. Another naked news. Yes, I do. Naked man accused. Let's see here. Of home breaking. Just wanted sesame seeds for his hamburger. <laughs> what was he on? Oh, I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna go down here. A Largo resident woke up January fifth to find a naked man in his kitchen. He noticed damaged holiday decorations and prescription medications and forced the intruder out of his home. He then called the police. The suspected burglar. Martin Henderson, 48, of Largo, told officers he had been smoking spice or synthetic marijuana and used a butter knife to pry open the door of the mobile home about 2.30 a.m. According to the arrest report, he said he broke in to get sesame seeds for his hamburger. He faces charges of burglary and possession of burglary tools. (laughs) Wow. Naked news at its finest. Yeah. I think a lot of the naked news is going to have to do with... uh, Drug-related issues. Yeah, probably. He was just hungry. Producer Jade, what's going on over there? You've been quiet. 
<laughs> Sorry. I know S- you've been filling out the Valentine's Day card. <laughs> Speaking of hungry. Boy pulls out gun on classmate, demands chicken nugget. A 12-year-old New Yorker uh, is accused of playing, pulling a gun out on a classmate and demanding that she gives him her chicken nugget. The boy first approaches the girl inside a McDonald's and asks her for one of her chicken nuggets. So he, he, he's trying to rob a nugget. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Um, the boy follows her as she walks to the nearby subway station and pointed a gun at her head. Demanding that she gives him the chicken nugget. So, so he actually went as far as pulling out a gun to rob a little girl of a chicken nugget. Strong yeah. arm robbery. The girl reported an incident, the incident the next day, and the boy was taken into t- police custody for attempted robbery. D- uh, grand, grand Larson, grand, grand larceny Fair. of nuggets. That's. That's crazy to me. Okay, first of all, where did this little 12-year-old kid get a gun? <laughs> well, I believe the story said something about Harlem. So, uh, not <laughs> trying to, you know, make anything sound wrong, but you never know. <laughs> and second of all, a nugget? He just wanted one nugget? Yeah, why wouldn't she take the whole four-piece? Or the whole, uh, yeah, well, assuming they got a Happy Meal. Well, I mean, what if it's a 20-piece? And I want freaking 15 if I'm going to hold a puller. Okay, 15 nuggets to the cost of one bullet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean Something like that because now he's in juvie for uh, a bungled nugget burglary that went wrong, you know? <laughs> it's the hamburglar, son, not the nugget burglar. Yes, exactly. Get it straight. <laughs> Anyways, so um, all right, we're going to jump out into some tracks. I have another new band that we're going to debut. This one actually originated from right here in Sacramento. Now they live in Las Vegas, and the band is called Bipolar. And (laughs) they have a new single called Ernest, which we're going to debut in just a few moments. And they have a new EP coming out called Seven, and it's coming out on the 28th of this month, which is next week, next Saturday. And... uh, you can check them out if you like them at facebook.com backslash bipolar metal. They are a metal band. And you can check out www.bipolarmetal.com. And they are actually going to be playing in Sacramento March 31st at the Starlight Lounge with Sacramento's Chernobog. Nice, nice. So I've they're actually coming back home. I've never been to the um, Starlight Lounge. You need to start getting out to some shows. I know, right? lady. <laughs> So we're going to jump out into some tracks. We're going to play some Bipolar. Check them out. If you like their track, make sure to write them and let them know you heard them right here on Distorted Nation on 96.5 FM KUBU. Where you can be you. The voice of Sacramento. Bipolar Ernest. Shout 
That's right. We will not go down without a fight. We heck, are heck no, heck no. We won't. <laughs> and that was Memphis Mayfire featuring Jacoby Shaddix from Papa Roach. I like that song a lot. And uh, we're going to be talking about it a little bit more in a second, letting you know what spot they hit in the charts because that song finally hit the charts and I'm hoping that it starts making its climb up to the top five. It needs to because it's really good. So, yeah. So once again, that's Memphis Mayfire and that's the title track off their new album, The Light I Hold, which actually uh, takes me into, uh, you know, what uh, what uh, what you uh, spinning over there? Hmm. What have I been spinning? Uh, again, I've been spinning. A l- I cannot get enough of um, Opposite Face. I've been listening to him constant on on Reverb Nation, and um, my I, my friend is actually the singer of that band, and um, and it's just I I can't get enough of it. Um, I've Where are they from? They're from Sacramento. Del Paso Heights, actually. <laughs> you should have them send the track in so we can play it. Yeah, I'll I can t- contact Philip. He's a singer, and um, for sure, I'm sure he would he would love to do that. But um, I've been uh, listening to a lot of like old like 96.9 stuff, like a lot of Rolling Stones, and then I've also been listening to um, a lot of Slipknot and Avenged Sevenfold lately too. Or right on. Week. What about you, producer Jade? What you been listening to lately? I've been listening to a lot of Ballyhoo right now. Um, they're having a concert coming up on February 13th at Ace's Base. And what was the band name? Uh, Ballyhoo. Hey, if I remember straight, is that going to be next month's Band of the Month? Um, yeah. You actually did a nice little write-up on that, and we're going to have that posted up uh, towards the end of this month. I think we'll actually post it on uh, the 27th. That way it gets like a couple-week play before... February, so that way it leads up and talks into uh, the show coming up. Mm-hmm. So have you, is that all you've been listening to? Um, I've been listening to a lot of Guitar Hero because I've been playing that recently. Again. So the random various artists on Guitar Hero? Yeah. <laughs> I used to play Guitar Hero. I used to be a Guitar Hero. Now I'm just a Guitar Zero. <sighs> Anyways, <laughs> uh, what I've been listening to, what I've been spinning is I've been listening to Memphis Mayfire, Light I Hold, and I've been listening to Dorothy because after seeing her, i just kind of been on a Dorothy kick, uh, which her album is Rock is Dead, which she proves it's not. It's kind of, you know, one of those ironic things because she's saying Rock is Dead, but then she's up on stage and Rock isn't dead. <laughs> uh, I've also been listening to You, Me at Six with Night People with their new album, and uh, we actually played that last week here on the show. And uh, I, I really like Yumi. All right. So, you know what records you can go to the store and pick up today? Well, when the store opens up today. Like, because, you know, it's like no early in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, when they open up at 10, which, you know, most stores like Dimple Records, Dimple records. Uh, open up at 10. <laughs> that you can go pick up a CD at Lights and Motion Dear Avalanche. They're an ambient dream pop post rock shoegaze indie rock. I don't know what shoegaze means. That that seems like a really long title for a genre. <laughs> uh, Met, uh, Menace Beach Lemon Memory Surf Punk Indie Rock Band 
then you have the only one that I would probably go pick up is Starset with their new album called Vessels. And they're a space rock, symphonic rock, progressive rock, electronic rock, alternative metal is all their genres. genres. <laughs> I don't know. It's funny. Like That's why I just like saying active rock because it just encompasses everything. Like that, there's so many different genres of rock that it's just like, okay, just just say rock. I think people are um, like making up new ones and like inventing new. Trying ones. to make them so that way, they're like the only band in that genre. Yeah. So that way, when they like search it on Reverb Nation or SoundCloud or whatever, it's like they're the oh, only ones that look up, up shoegaze. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've never heard of yeah. I mean, space rock. Like, like for astronauts, like, like, speaking of which, that reminds me, Gene Cernan died. He was the last man to ever walk on the moon. He walked on the he was on the Apollo 17 mission and he walked on the moon in 1972 in December. Oh, wow. And he was actually he was the last man to walk on the moon and leave his footprints in the moon. And then he actually also wrote his daughter's name. In the sand on the moon. Oh, that's awesome. Or the dirt, whatever, sand. Rock. Moon dust. <laughs> and so he actually passed um, at the age of 82. Well, condolences go out to his family. Yeah, 82. And it, you know, all these astronauts, you know, and now we don't even have like. Do missions to the moon. Do you have even ha- I mean, what do our well, astronauts do They have, they have do international spaceships still, but I don't know, like, NASA's not sending anything up in the... I mean, like, NASA's, like, almost obsolete, like Ringling Brothers, Barnum & Bailey. That's I mean... That's so sad. I mean, like, there's no missions to go anywhere. I mean, they've sent up whatever rovers they have, and that's it. There's, like, no more people being shot into space. Maybe they found other alien life forms and they got scared and so they didn't want to send nobody else up there. I don't know. <laughs> E.T. has not phoned home. Uh, also, real quick, uh, back to the list of records that are out. Uh, she Rocks Volume 1 is a heavy metal, various artists. It's like basically a compilation of, of, of the many ladies of metal that like in the rock industry. Nice. That's what I, I like. So you can I check like those out. A strong female, uh, like female Dorothy, musician, huh? Like Dorothy. Yes, yes, very much so. Like Joan Jett, like one of the pioneers of our, like the um, um, Hailstorm. Let's see, Hailstorm. There's Evanescence. There's Pretty Reckless. Yes. There's uh, Paramore. Paramore. I love it. So I Paramore. I don't know. Is that because you have hair like Paramore, producer Jade? Even though you have purple have hair. Purple didn't she have purple hair at one point? No. You cannot argue that because I'm pretty did sure she? she did. Back when she got popular off of the Daredevil movie. Or she wore a purple dress. One of the two. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, I'm just a harmless, helpless little radio DJ. What do I know? So, all right. What do we got here? Let's see here. All right. So, oh, you know what? We got some time to kill real quick before I go into the actual charts. Did you see about the man that <laughs> wheeled in 798,745,000 pennies? To the DMV. To the DMV. <laughs> because uh, he had the DMV fees, and he was like, for 
sale, uh, vehicle settle his tax bill. Um, and he was actually trying to, uh, in southwestern Virginia, he was actually trying to get a hold of the DMV to talk about, like, making the payments or something or whatever. But it was just too much of a hassle. And so he couldn't ever get anyone on the actual phone. So out of frustration, he, he actually <laughs> That's just awesome. wheeled in his payment. That, that might make – did they make him roll them, I wonder? <laughs> well, no. I mean, the coins weighed uh, 1,600 pounds, and he took five wheelbarrows to bring in, and it took the DMV hours to actually count it out, all the pennies. I'm surprised they even accepted it like that, because you can go it's, to... You cannot, you, cannot, <laughs> you cannot turn away American currency. Like, in, in, a, in a store, especially like a federal thing, they have to take the payment. I know, but a lot of the places, like, I've gone into stores, and they're like, we don't take that many pennies. You need to roll them. So they would make me, like, roll them or whatever. And and then you say, okay, well, I'll just call the Federal Business Bureau, and uh, we'll sit here and wait for them to show up. And, uh, yeah, that, that's on you, buddy. You have to take the American currency. You cannot deny. I mean, they can technically, if they have the sign, we ref refuse the right to serve you, that's different. If they have that card, they can play. But legally, overall, they cannot deny taking the American currency. That's that's crazy. I got duped. You got duped. <laughs> but duped. 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 All right. So let's go into the charts. We have a couple things that debuted, uh, which we're actually going to be ending the show tonight on one of these tracks. But first, we're going to talk about debuting at number fifty. We have Judah and the Lion. With Take It All Take It All Back, debuting at number 50. Then number 49, which we're going to be ending this show on, is Hailstorm and their cover of Still of the Night from their new record that just came out called Redemption Point 2, I think it was. I or Reanimation Point 2, something like that. I'm sorry, I'm, I, I don't remember. But, yeah, it's pretty much uh, an EP record. There's, like, six or seven songs on it, and they're all covers. Wow, that's kind of that's kind of cool. Reanimate. Uh, 3.0, that's what it's called. Reanimate. She actually covers the uh, Hither song from 21 Pilots and a couple other older rock songs. It's pretty cool. It's a nice uh, EP that they released nice, of her nice. doing some covers. Then... Which we just got done playing a minute ago. Uh, number 46, Memphis Mayfire with Light I Hold featuring Jacoby Shaddix. Loving like that I song. said, I'm hoping that this climbs the charts and makes it, um, you know. Into the top in five. Into the top five and that we get to play that instead of, because I do have some bad news about the top five again this week. It's the same? Yes and no. Oh, it's man. good news and bad news. Okay. All right. Number 43, we have Woven War with Lines in the Sand debuting at number 43 this week. And then number 44, moving up to number 35, I want to do this because this is like almost a 10-number jump, is 21 Pilots with Heavy Dirty Soul. So I'm hoping that might also climb into the top five soon because that's like the biggest activity that's happened in the charts in the last week. Okay. Uh, number 10, moving down from number 9 to number 10, we have Disturbed with Open Your Eyes. Moving up from number 10 to number 9, we have Breaking Benjamin with Never Again. Staying at number 8, we have Red Sun Rising 
with Amnesia. Staying at number seven, we have Shinedown with How Did You Love. Staying at number six, we have Avenged Sevenfold, The Stage. And here's where the good and bad news both come. Yes, the top five are the same five songs. But we do have some movement. Different order? Yes, it's a different order. And hopefully it looks like Volbeat dropping from number three down to number five with Seal the Deal is on its way out of the top five. Uh, well, it's been on there for a long time. I do like that song. Yeah, it's been like a couple couple months that we've been playing these tracks. Yeah, yeah. You know, it seems like forever. So it, I'm kind of glad Volby's on its way out. Yeah. It's, uh, and it's staying at number four, Metallica with Atlas Rise. Moving up to number three from number five, we have Green Day with Still Breathing. And then Highly Suspect finally falls out of the number one spot into the number two spot with My Name is Human. So they're still in there, but they drop from number one. And the number one song yeah. in your top five, moving up from number two, is Ghost with Square Hammer. Okay. So we have a different order to play them in for you tonight. <laughs> you know, it's not the same exact the last couple shows that we've done. But they're still the same songs. And I implore you, America, start listening to some new music, please. I want to play some new top five tracks, not the same old five. But we're going to play Ghost Square Hammer right now. And you're listening to 96.5 FM KUBU. Where you can be you. Which is the voice of Zach Romento. And you're listening to Distorted Nation with your top five. Square Hammer by Ghost. And hopefully soon, goodbye, Volbeat. That was Volbeat with Seal the Deal at number five in the charts. Like I said, new music, people. New music. Music. Anyways, but it's all good here at Distorted Nation. <laughs> the crew has been filling out cards. For like the crazy. Cards for kids. And, uh, yeah, they, the uh, SpongeBob's and the... Uh, Disney princesses, because I'm guessing they're pink, is why Pinky's doing them. Yes. And Jade, I don't know why. I guess she just likes SpongeBob. I love SpongeBob. (laughs) So, you had a couple other stories over there, Pinky? Yes. We need to find some Waldo cards, because in England, there was a guy, and he actually was hiding from the police, Um, Dressed up like Waldo and sending videos and making videos and everything. Um, And the police couldn't find him, so it was pretty great. The police in Yorkshire, England, have finally answered the age-old question of where's Waldo as their suspect turned himself in while dressed as the hard-to-find character. Waldo was actually 30-year-old J.J. McMenamin, who took on... McMenamin? (laughs) who took on the persona of their... uh, the children's book character hero as he evaded police and streamed himself live on Facebook before eventually giving up to the authorities. Um, He apparently skipped a court date for alleged driving offenses, so it was nothing major, but he was basically clowning the cops and they could not find him anywhere. 
Did it say that he was like staying at friends' houses, like jumping shadow gamesing around so he wouldn't get picked up? Um, it didn't really say, but it did say that he watched one of the police officers that was looking for him. They were looking for him with dogs and and helicopters and everything. And he said he saw one of them pick a wedgie, and he <laughs> wanted to help him, but the, he he couldn't because then he'd be found or whatnot. But yeah, he was he was making um like videos um with the Lionel Richie song, "Hello, is it me you're looking for?" And all these crazy things. He was clowning them, really. And then he just finally turned himself in. It was just a big joke to him, I guess. But that was kind of funny to me. I thought it was hilarious. On a more serious note, though, um, we... Right here in Sacramento. Sacramento. Sacktown! <laughs> local blues music musician arrested after gunfire at um, Sacramento House Party. And it says a prominent Sacramento, Sacramento blues musician who performed first as a 10-year-old was arrested early Friday after firing a gun during a downtown Sacramento house party. Kyle Rowland, 23, of Sacramento, was charged with five counts of attempted murder after firing a weapon at the house party in the 1100 block of G Street just before 2 a.m. Sacramento Police Department spokesman um, McPhail said Rowland was left the party for a short time and returned with two guns. Only one was fired and no one was injured. Investigators think that it was not an accidental firing of the weapon. Um, probably not, considering he left, left and then came back with the firearm. Yeah, I know. That's that's crazy. And, it, and it's sad because I, if I remember straight, I'm pretty sure I've seen this kid at the Sacramento Blues Festival. It was like a few years back. But I remember, I think he was playing harmonica or whatever, and he was up there on stage, and he was doing his thing. He was actually really good. Yeah, he's been playing since he was 10, and it says that he plays the harmonica and sings for the Kyle Rowland Blues Band, a local favorite that has frequented the Sacramento area since 2010. Um, uh, And then it says um, the band frequents the Torch Club Cocktail Bar on 15th, and has played at the Sacramento Music Festival and the Woodbridge for Winery. But um, it doesn't say why. But there's nothing in the papers. Like, I even looked up for updates. Like, it doesn't say why he got so angry that he just wanted to start shooting people. No, it doesn't say, like, why he snapped or anything like that. But um, apparently, I mean, he's he's 23. He had everything going for him. Um, he was up and coming, and, and it's a really sad story. So, just remember, kids, drugs are bad, okay? Okay. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's, that's kind of sad. That's I mean, really he's 23, sad. He's 23, he's five attempted murder and he And, and it also charges. said that he was um, a on probationary period for the Contra County Police Department because he was working. He was getting ready to be a deputy officer. Oh, for the so contract. he was trying to become an officer. Yeah, and it says that. Um, so he literally just threw his entire life, life away. Yeah, basically, because he's not going to be able to do anything. I don't now. think he get you get. Well, no, I think you you can. So when if you know convicted of five attempted murder charges, uh, in prison, at least he'll still be able to play the harmonica. Uh, it might be contraband. I don't know. <laughs> no, they. Uh, I know some prisons you can get like a guitar in there, even an acoustic guitar. That's how they're getting the tattoos done with the guitar strings, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's crazy though, because you could like totally like you know, 
piano wire choke somebody and kill them with a guitar string. Yeah, you know? I know but people. I know people that know how to make a um, like a really really razor sharp knife out of newspaper. Okay. Crazy. Somebody's watching too much MacGyver. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna get out of here. We'll be back next week. Uh, anything going on this weekend? Any anyone doing anything? No, no. Just uh, right. trying to stay dry. All right. Well, give me one more week. I'm gonna have a lot more production stuff for next week's show, and we'll see about getting out in the field and uh, getting some footage of us out at some events and doing some stuff, and uh, getting these cards delivered. Uh, it's, it's like I got a sweatshop over here. It, it's kind of funny. Like, <laughs> get back to filling out them cards. I don't care if you have carpal tunnel. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay you five cents a card. Oh, man. I need to demand more wages. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, folks. We are going to get out of here. And like I said, try to stay dry. The storm's lasting through Sunday. And we are going to go out on Hailstorm's cover of Still of the Night off their new record, Reanimate 3.0. It's an EP. There's only six songs on there. Check it out. And anything else you guys want to add before we get out of here? Anything? Stay Peace dry. And if, you're, and if you're driving, just be really careful because the wind is crazy. It will blow you right off the road. That's all yeah, I Yeah, but say. you got a truck. I know, but still, the winds are like 60 miles an hour. Yeah, I'm going to go fly a kite. Make sure you don't go by Secor's house because the palm tree might fall on you. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, folks, we are getting out of here. Have a great morning, rest of your night, sleep tight, don't Betty buys. Bed. I don't, don't know. let the bed bugs buy. <laughs> all right. Story Nation on 96.5 FM. Can you be you? Where you can be you. The voice of Sacramento.